Here it goes. Welcome to the Room for Error podcast presented by Man Cave Media. I am Cole Sheets. With me is my brother from another mother, Dan Harmson. PIC over here in the corner. Pre- presented by Man Cave Media, fresh from not not the DP show Man Cave, but uh, coming from you somewhere on 15th Street Place. And, That's right. In Cole's creepy ass basement. Yep. So we're here. We're, we're live. This has really happened. I know. A lot of people, a lot of people talk about doing this, but no, we bought probably shit that we didn't need to spend this much money on, and here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how many people have said how excited they are for it, which is pretty surprising. Like I didn't never knew that people actually liked me enough to say things like that. Well, I'm just ex- <laughs> well, yeah, that may be for you. I I think I had an I had a great aunt, and my mom will probably listen to it because it'll be posted on Facebook and. That's her one way of, you know, creeping on me is looking Communicating on, with Yeah, you. like, oh, hey, look, such and such put something on Facebook. I better call him and ask him about that because Lord knows you can just, you know, call me at a normal time of the night. Knowing it is Sunday night, she'll wait till about, you know, my parents give me about one call a week and it's about 945, 945. on Sunday night yeah, when that, I'm going to bed. That so makes a lot that, of sense. That may happen. So just be aware, uh, yeah. you know, our three listeners that we have in this first episode for that happening. Yeah. Well, so. good. Again, welcome to our um, Hot Take Tavern, per se. Um we consider ourselves casual sports fans, so this is casual sports talk for the casual fan in the Midwest, and we'll revisit some nostalgia along the way. So that being said, one of our big ideas that we kind of had to start to was doing a cocktail of the month or, you know, bi-weekly, however we decided to record the episode. And because life gets in the way, uh, Cole's job was to organize that, and since he didn't and was lazy, the cocktail of the month is just a good old-fashioned true pilsner. And this Miller Lite that I have here to my right, and old Dano's got one too. Um, and I think it's also just you know in the spirit of tailgating season, so I've, I've got to start preparing thy liver for for yes. upcoming. We got seven Saturdays here to abuse to get going. Abuse yeah. to just come in droves. And yeah. so, with all that being said, please go like and comment, share on our Twitter page. Uh, we will be uploading to Spotify regularly um, through a SoundCloud and all that fun audio garb and bs that no one really understands in the first place so i guess with that let's get in there is some crazy stuff that happened late last night with the news of andrew luck retiring that was probably about the last thing i ever expected to read on like the espn bottom line during that florida dumpster fire football game against miami but we'll get into that later too. But that was the last thing I expected to read. Well, I I get it a lot of times, you know, when you're scrolling through, and I'm pretty dumb because I always forget this happens every year when a bunch of people put some stupid ESPN April Fools jokes on Facebook, and I kind of thought like, oh, maybe my phone's not loaded, and this is an April Fools thing. But nope, that's legit. Andy Luck, but you know what I mean. Andy Luck. A- Andy Luck. Um, and it's interesting him. I I thought about this a little bit. The way Andrew Luck ends up a Colt. Um, is through injuries because you got to remember that was the year Peyton had his neck surgery. Yeah, they go. I don't think they were over, but they won just a couple games, and the whole deal is like, oh, are we gonna let Peyton go in order to get Andrew Luck? And here we are six years later. I mean, it, it's 
I think it was probably about the most unexpected thing. To th- I think if anybody had even – did anybody think retirement was even on his mind? Well, so, I mean, you and I texted about it last night, and I had said several times, like – I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Like, I automatically think a relationship deteriorates. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, Ursay's always been kind of weird, like had some issues. in trouble with some prescription oh, yeah, drugs dude, or he's, drunk driving or yeah, something crazy he's, like that. He's been in some – weird things but so i automatically just kind of thought like oh man the relationship deteriorated like what are we going to say in two years from now when he's wearing like a freaking ravens uniform type thing you know what i mean and that's just kind of my first thought and then like i started actually really thinking about it today like he's played seven seasons in the nfl and hasn't he missed like three full seasons due to an injury i know it's been at least two and even if that's the case like those three seasons that he missed like pretend that's what it is the other four, he was a Pro Bowler all four seasons. Well, Pro Did you Bowler, know that? MVP candidate. Well, that's what yes. I saw. I saw the four seasons he's healthy, he's been you know, AP All-Pro. He's been Pro Bowl candidate. You know what I mean? Last year when he was actually healthy, and he wasn't 100%, he was comeback player. But you look at some of the other stuff. So he had his shoulder injury. Well, first of all, there were some scorching hot bad takes on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if you saw Gottlieb had a tweet. Oh, dude. And it, then uh, Dan Dockich, you know what I mean? Gottlieb. King of bad takes. Um, had a couple about how I think Gottlieb's was like something about this is the millennial mindset because he can did that like hashtag millennial thing like yeah. quitting quitting because rehab is hard is hashtag millennials but like the dude the dude literally like he had that shoulder injury that he went to like five different freaking countries that one year trying to get figured out and nobody can figure it out and he finally comes out because I remember there was talking about like oh it's week twelve Andrew Luck was throwing a Nerf football at practice today <laughs> and you know so he goes around that and then has a decent year last year but you could tell there was. I mean, he was starting to throw some of those moon balls up there just because it wasn't in. But the dude had, like, a ruptured spleen at one point, was pissing blood, just had all kinds of stuff and whatnot. And the thing is, everybody talked about his durability because he's such a big guy. But the Colts' offensive line has been so damn garbage the last three or four yeah, years. Think, think about that. Like, you're having to retire, like, at a place which should be your peak of your career because – your management and owners couldn't get you someone in front of you to protect you. And that's where I look at it right now is actually, I know Indy, and I don't believe this, but they were a trendy pick to make the Super Bowl by a lot of people, which is never going to happen because the Colts, I mean, no. the Colts and the Patriots are still, I mean, Tom Brady's still in the league. But they were a trendy pick after having a pretty good season last year and him having a good season. And then the last month or so, he's been having this phantom. The Colts reported that it's a foot injury and Andrew Luck's, you know, camp reported that it was a high ankle sprain and everybody had different things communicated about. And they went so far as to sit out J- Jacoby Brissett, who, if you remember Andrew Luck's shoulder injury a couple of years ago, started in that season, I think won seven games yeah. out of their last preseason game. And so you think, well, automatically, well, he's not going to be ready to go for the season. And there is some misconstrued on what the injury was, wasn't, but he just basically sat out there like being injured has taken all the joy out of football. I, and, and I can I imagine, that. oh yeah, like imagine imagine wanting to do something that you love like that and then just having to sideline yourself. And not even sideline yourself, but like you just physically can't even, you can't do it. Right. That would be terrible. Well, and it's the thing that, here's the deal, there's a lot of people where I think would be a lot more crushing because there's a lot of people that, you know, grew up and they're, you know, booming miles like, football all I got, football all I got. Mm-hmm. You know, but Andrew Luck has a freaking architectural engineering degree from Stanford. I don't know if people remember this. Oliver Luck, you know, is a really good NFL player, but was also president of, what, the NCAA for a while, too. And yep. I'm pretty sure was the AD at West Virginia for a while. Yeah. And now is the CEO of the XFL. So I saw a couple scorching hot takes on, on Twitter and other places that Andrew Luck is retiring to go play in the XFL, which um, I'm not going to – but, hey, well, okay, he's 29 so, years old. 29 like, years old. If I can retire at 29, like, no go, go for it. Oh, and not to With mention the fact – With $100 million fa- in the bank. Not to yeah. mention the fact that the Colts are not going to – 
make him repay like 12 million bucks he's owned from his signing bonus. Right. Like, cause he terminated the contract essentially. And the Colts are just letting him keep like 28 point some million guaranteed money. Did you know that? Right. Well, I saw that too, which that's uh, good for them. Good. I mean, good for him, but I understand why, you know, you're kind of leaving him high and dry too. I think something had to have been in the works for a while. They knew this injury. Deal I think was you're weird right. He had to I think you're team, right. But that's the way. It goes. Well, wait, hang on back up. I want to revisit something you just said. You just said, that, like, the booby miles thing, like, football is all I got. You think that we would be crushing other people right now if they weren't? Like, just because luck is educated, you think that that's keeping us from just saying you're a pansy? No, but, like, talk to him. He's been – luck is, like, he's a really intelligent guy. You know what I mean? Everything else. He went to Stanford. Like, his family's really accomplished. He's really accomplished. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of people just because those takes – you know, I don't know if you've heard uh, – who is it? I think Polly's impersonation of one of the DP show like oh you know like Andrew you know like but he's so nerdy and everything else where he's just got so much other stuff to do I don't think that's why he's shocking to some people where you know that's where they're out there and like you know say somebody like who had to grow up you know impoverished like David Montgomery just decides to retire early you know some people compared it to Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson but I think this is completely different Oh, I think um, Barry Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson were both sick of losing. Like, it's well, Detroit, yeah. for crying out loud. Right. Right. But actually, the Colts have a good foundation. Frank Reich's a good coach. They've actually went out and spent some money. Here's the deal. The AFC South is freaking garbage. Jacksonville, I mean. Oh, I would disagree with that. You've got Blake. Houston's awesome. Houston, they've got problems. They have worse offensive line than Indy's had the last few years. They can't keep Deshaun Watson. DeAndre up, Hopkins right? caught quite a few passes. Yeah, and Lamar Miller just tore his ACL. They're trying to trade away Jadavian Clowney. Um, J.J. Watt, when was the last time he played a full season? Yeah, so you've true. got a lot of question marks in Houston. Jacksonville, God knows what happened to that team that was there for a couple years back that way, and all of a sudden. But you've got a – Nick Foles playing in Nick, the NFC you got or Nick AFC Foles, South. Big Dick Energy, you know, like <laughs> going there. Like Big Dick Nick. Like, I, I mean, but still, Nick Foles hasn't succeeded anywhere but Philly. Um I don't know. There's a lot to say outside of Arizona, but there's a lot to say what what could happen. I'm trying to think what where else who else am I missing in this division? I mean that oh the Titans, which they have a new head coach and Mariota in his last year of his contract, he can't stay upright either. So oh yeah, Bolt, and they just Bolt signed take, Ryan Tannehill. Oh yeah, oh well, that'll work yeah, out well. Swell. Um, guy should still be a receiver. Um, <laughs> hot take: Colts still win the division with eight or nine wins. I'll take Houston. I'll take Houston all day on that one. I don't know. They can't keep anybody healthy, but right. that's that's my that's my thought on that. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, let's move on. I mean, more or less, it's a it's a shocking development. It's a bummer for Colts fans everywhere. Well, it's I'm a bummer sure if you took him in your fantasy draft. Oh yeah. Well, I'll just say I'll say out loud. I uh, I got the benefits of uh, Andrew Luck's last season. He uh, thank you very much, Andrew Luck. You brought me home a title, fantasy football. So, which same league Dan plays in, yeah. and hopefully several listeners. Are, are also in Actually, the same I'm going to throw that out there. A lot of people in our league probably can't even figure out how to run a podcast. Yeah, so we know. We all know who we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I can probably say their name because Lord knows they won't ever be able to listen to this. Yeah. So, all right. So let's uh, let's go with your little rundown where you started here. And I uh, I, I actually kind of want to call an audible with one of the things you put. I want to save doing the order, and, and that's one of the things about our show is we're going to kind of stick to the Heartland stuff. I mean, Big Twelve, Big Ten. Um, we'll do stuff like these popular topics, like the, obviously you can't stay away from something like the Andrew Luck news just cause that's wild, but, or these terrible shitty players weekend, <laughs> yeah, uniforms, these players that weekend uniforms that are yeah. just awful. 
Um, but I, I want to save sharing who we think top to bottom where they're going to finish in each conferences until we kind of get through some of the other right. things. I agree. With you that. know, so then so then we kind of don't ruin our spoilers because some of those little sleeper picks right are going to make an appearance in my standings. And so that being said. I don't well, know. Where do you want to jump into Well, this first? is my point. It's everybody's favorite time of the year. I don't know if you're as pumped up as I am. College football Fucking officially started yesterday. I've college been football's sick. back. I don't know how many pod, you know, 20-minute to three-hour podcasts and how many, you know, freaking three-page athletic articles to paragraph-long blogs or tweets I've been looking at. College football's actually here. It's actually game week. Um, you're going to find out Cole and I are both big Iowa State. We're Iowa State alums and fans, but that's not going to hopefully – Pilfer our stuff here too long. I like to think I'm somewhat halfway, probably not that objective. Yes. We'll um, be able to put down our pom-poms in most situations. We're, we're fairly level-headed sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that being said, everybody's sipping the Kool-Aid and ready to go. Oh, so for sure. For this first show, and it's easy. It's on everybody's mind. I wanted to have a big college football preview aspect. It's what everybody's talking about. It's what everyone hears. Baseball. When you get to playoff baseball, it'll be fun here. Um, the big NBA thing right now is Anthony Davis, or not Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Going back to the friggin' Lakers. I mean, that's, you know, that if you thought there was drama there before, that's going to be great. But I don't know. College football is where we're at. I've had fun with this. I think there's a lot. I want to get, we're going to do some Big 12, Big 10. I want to get an order of finish. But first of all, I think Cole, and I've got five, you know, I've, I've kind of been thinking on some stuff just, you know, my big theory is like, all right, how's this season play out? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What's our doomsday scenario? What's just some scorching hot takes here that are going to be? I know Cole's got some. I've got some. Um, shoot, what what do you got? Blow my mind. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. You ready for it? Okay. My number one scorching hot take, Baylor finishes top three in the Big 12. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Baylor, like, okay, I understand there actually is talent there. Like, they've actually – they're a little bit – I'm I'm a Matt Rule believer. Like I I'm watched them, I watched them too. play in Ames this this fall, and like that game was a sucks. that game was a dumpster fire. But they're so talented. Like had had that quarterback not gotten in his own way, we lose that game. I don't know if we lose, but that game was wild because it was colder than shit. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the scoreboard going out halfway through like the third quarter? I don't the, remember the that, lights actually. going out and the scoreboard and the ribbon. So they had to play with game clock. Of, the referees counting down play clock. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, but Charlie Brewer yeah, gets kicked out. David Montgomery yeah, got kicked out earlier that game. You remember the Kniffle Montgomery like exchange coming down? Here's the deal. There's a reason Matt Rule keeps getting NFL interviews and doing all this other stuff. They've got an edge. Like they're way more physical than they were under Art Bryles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're gonna play different, better defense. Charlie Brewer is a stud. Um, I just don't believe like there's enough. I think there's a lot of belief in what's going on there. I don't know if there's enough discipline in just depth all the way around yet to, you know, to get there. But I think they do play with an edge and they do play mean. But Listen, I, and here's the deal. I'm not going to take my pom-poms down for this one. Screw Baylor. Like, oh, no, absolutely I freaking hate Matt Ruler, Matt Rule, and I freaking everything that university But listen, for. listen, like, listen. That's why this is the hot take segment. This is not me sitting here saying that that's what I believe is going to happen. I just think it's one of those things where, like, they've gotten enough national attention. They're kind of like Iowa State right now where there's – there's been some attention paid to the quality in their roster, and I think that they've got a chance. Now, they have to have the perfect storm for things like that to happen for them to actually finish in the top three, but that's why, again, it's hot takes. I don't know if they're going to be sound enough defensively, but they're going to put up points. Probably not. What do you got? I got – okay, I'm, if I'm going to – I've got five, but I'll stick with the Big 12 since you got there. Big 12 player of the year will be someone named not Sam Ellinger and not Jalen Hurts. I love that take. Sam, here's the deal. Sam Ellinger, love him. Like, he's Tebow light. You know, he's built like a brick shit house. 
Um, literally, we wa- saw the Georgia game. That was one physical football game mm-hmm. in the play in the bowl games last year, and it literally was like QB dive left, QB dive right. I don't know, but this is just me um, using you know your best player as a human sledgehammer. You know, running you know every week in week out probably is not going to play well to his health after a while. That's just me. Jalen Hurts is not going to be Kyler Murray. He's not going to be Baker Mayfield. Here's the deal. I don't think Oklahoma needs him to be. Lincoln Riley is a smart enough offensive coach that they're going to be able to work some things out. They'll change the offense a little bit. I can see more of a power aspect. Although, did I see Kennedy Brooks towards ACL, I think? Mm, I'm guessing I'm not sure. Could but be right. Yeah, I mean, One of the running backs there. I mean, if you but, look at the way that Jalen Hurts performed, too, in, at Alabama, I mean, he was never a prolific passer. He won a bunch of games, but he was lethal with his feet. Right. Great Well, runner. he knows when stuff breaks down. But I do yes. think, you know, the Big 12 is so different defensively and used to, you know, playing wide open. He's going to be able to find spots. No, he's not going to put up crazy Kyler numbers, crazy Baker numbers, but he's going to be a top three quarterback in the league, top four. And that's without a doubt. But that being said, I don't think Elliger puts up the numbers to make it through healthy. Um, I don't think we've got enough film on him now. We've got enough. Well, I think that's just it. There's going to be more. I I think Herman's a good coach, but big 12 player that you'll be someone not named those two who will be. I don't know. I think there's some sleepers. Um, I think Alan Bowman, Charlie Brewer. Mm, yep. Um, I think there's some guys out there that, you know what I mean, could be. And maybe it's not a quarterback. I don't know. I did, Is there – so, I guess, sidebar here. Is there any debate right now at the at the Texas Tech quarterback spot, um, that being between Bowman and then who's that kid that played behind him? Jet Duffy. I was – I think he had some flashes. Jet Duffy. Well, a crazy freak athlete. But yes. Bowman, when he was healthy, was one of the probably top three or four quarterbacks in the league. Amazing arm. Incredible I mean, passer. What, he had like a collapsed lung before he came to the Iowa State game. He gets yeah. hit in the Iowa State game, game, gets hit again. Yep. And Jet Duffy, I mean, could run circles around people, but just wasn't there. No. No, I think if Brock Purdy's to get hurt, we're going to see something a little bit like that with Real Mitchell. I agree. Um, But that's my hot take for Big 12 there. Um, you know, I'll, I'll jump on my next one. Um and, and go back to the quarterbacks. Uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, we all love him. We all love saying his name. Awesome player. Um, probably the most hyped guy like ever last year until he started to fade a little bit down the backstretch. Not fade, it's just other guys took mm-hmm. off. Um, was runner-up in the Heisman voting. Tua Tonga-Vailoa will not win the Heisman Trophy this year. And not only will he not be the number one pick in the NFL draft, he will not declare for the NFL draft. Wow. Um, I know. Smoking. Smoldering. <sighs> Here's the deal. Yeah, the, the, ba- dude, the Baylor I mean, thing's this, out of, out this of range. Is, this is a guy, you know what I mean, who comes in. You know, he's got the Tebow crosses on his eyes with the eye paint. You know, he's all there. His little brother just got to campus, is going to redshirt this year. He's all about family. He's all about this, as most of the poly players are and Hawaiian guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a durability thing. We saw him. He's got a ton of ankle problems. He's got other things. Um, you know, we got to see Jalen Hurts play spoiler to kind of his season last year. And I, I, I think there's a good chance with that SEC schedule, he's going to get beat up and we don't see him start. I see maybe he starts nine, ten games this year. Yeah, he, he definitely had some durability questions last year too. But I, I like that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to win the Heisman. I mean, for crying out loud, what was it last year? He only played in like one-fourth quarter outside right. of the college football playoff And games. still was banged up and, and still yeah, isn't playing. like – Playing three quarters and throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns with no picks, it's like, what in the world? Like, that's that's NCAA football 13 stuff on the Xbox 360. Like, you, you can't you, – you're not supposed to do things like that. So, he had an incredible year, and really there's only one way for him to go, and that's down. So – Right, I'm, that's, w- I'm with that's you. I don't, I don't know about the not declaring for the NFL draft thing, but no, I like I that. I think that's he a- wants to. I think 
I don't know if he's going to necessarily finish what he started, but I think he wants to wait till Little Brother's ready to take over the reins or something like that. Because what he was a he was a redshirt freshman, redshirt freshman when he came. So in he in that would game. technically it will be his third year this year. He'll be a redshirt sophomore, um, so he could declare for the draft after his third year in college. Um, but he would have two years. I don't see him sticking around two more years. Um, but this whole tank for two a thing, I, I do think, you know, maybe he waits a year. I can see him tr- and Trevor Lawrence coming out the same year in, you know, in 2021, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, again, you know, we are going to stick a lot towards Big 12 and Big 10 stuff. But this obviously with the season being fresh, you know, we've got some broader topics that everybody's interested in. And so that being said, I'll continue to stick with the SEC with my next one. And that is LSU wins SEC West. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 we're in a fullback trap like every third play? Ed Orgeron's, joking? Ed Orgeron's got it going Is on. Is Joe baby. Burrow back at quarterback? I don't yeah. even remember. Joe Burrow's like another guy. Fun fact, Joe Burrow was almost an Iowa State Paul Rhodes recruit. I think I knew that. You either said that or I don't know where I heard it. But yeah. Well, that just goes to show you what I think about their offense. Uh, like, you know, athletes all over the field, crazy defense, but they are not winning the friggin' SEC West. I give Texas A&M a that was my. That was my, I coin flip yeah. for that one. I, I was going to say Texas so. A&M. That's yeah. what, but I, I just, I, you know, I, I, I it, and it's not like I'm, I'm not sitting here saying Alabama is going to be bad. I just think that crazy things happen in college football. And I think that could be one of them. And I don't, honestly, I couldn't even tell you the first thing about any role players they have or any of their defense, but I know Ed Orgeron for some reason, he has got this thing figured out at LSU and there's buy-in there. And well, I, I think, I think they get Bama at home this year. So, and their 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 SEC East schedule that they play, they don't have to play Georgia. They're only playing Florida. And we watched Florida last night, sidebar. Felipe yeah. Franks, I don't I don't know how he's allowed to play quarterback. That the in the fourth quarter of that Miami Florida game was maybe one of the grossest things I've watched and I was intoxicated. <laughs> like I should not have been able to decipher how terrible that game was and I did. But Okay, so that's my SEC hot take, and I guess I, here's the deal. <laughs> I don't. Orgeron is a good coach. He's great for LSU. He ain't, but you know what I mean. He won't even reach what Les Miles did down there, and he's gonna have the same problems as just no offensive cre- creativity. They're gonna have a great defense. Um, I'm trying to think who is the defensive coordinator. They just paid an ass ton of money to sit there because Todd Orlando's at Texas. Yeah, I can't. I can't, I can't remember, remember who they just paid a pile of money to stay there. Um, but I don't. They're gonna be a nice. Two to three loss team every year under Coach Cojo, Cojo, Cojo. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, but that no, Bama, Bama is still going to win the. I mean, here's the deal, Georgia. For me, like, there's three really good teams in college football, and it's Clemson, it's Georgia, and it's Alabama. But that's me. No, I agree. I just like I said, it's one of those things. I looked at their schedule and I said, you know, if if they get the chips to fall right, that's a good break, though. Yeah, if they get the chips to fall right. So that's that's kind of where I landed on my hot take, but yeah. So okay, so I'll I'll bounce back. I'll pick one back up. So we've each said two. I'll 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 throw a third one at you, and I'm gonna take it to the Pac-12. One loss Oregon gets into college football playoffs. One loss. Where is this coming from? You you be that big big of a believer in Justin Herbert? Oh yeah, I think and Mario Cristobal. Yeah, there's there's another one. Hot take number six. Okay, he's the if the if they were drafted this upcoming year and all the quarterbacks came out, he gets picked over Tua and Trevor. Yeah, that's that's a bad take. But he probably <laughs> would have been this year. I don't I don't think I think Mario Cristobal is a nice head coach. I think everybody thought for a long time he was gonna be a 
a decent coach. Um, I I don't see I see them being like a four or five uh, lost team. I I don't know. That's that's tough for me to say anything different. I I don't know. I don't. A Pac-12 for me is a freaking dumpster fire, and it ain't gonna be them after having a couple. You know, him is this his first year there, Mario Cristobal? I don't even remember. First or second? No, second. second. Last year, I think he was like yeah, nine and nine and four. Year. No, it ain't happening. Okay, well, hot take tavern. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Here's my next one. Big Ten going over there. Um, the big thing, Justin Field is getting in there at Ohio State. Um, we'll be really good. I think Ryan Day is an offensive guru. Um, this is setting this up really nice. You should keep going. This the, is setting up really nicely. Ryan, <laughs> oh, really? Ryan Day is an offensive guru, everything else. Um, here's mine. Um, for what the off- what the defenses are in the Big Ten, West and East, for what that conference is used to playing and they're going to be used to, used to seeing – there's going to be a very big statistical outlier, and it's coming out of the West. Adrian Martinez, and I'm not on the Nebraska bandwagon, but Adrian Martinez is going to put up some gaudy numbers, and he's going to be your Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, maybe Big Ten MVP. I hate that one. <laughs> I hate it. You're drinking the Nebraska Kool-Aid right now. No, I'm not drinking you the Nebraska Kool-Aid. You don't want to admit Kool-Aid. it. You don't but I've said it. this before. Is Scott Frost <laughs> is going to break every Big Ten offensive record. Think about, really okay, think well, so. probably, but, like, okay, what's the big – averaging points in the Big Ten is, like, 17 and a half. Like, are you kidding me? Of course he's going to break those records. I'm not disagreeing with you there. But, like, this is a this is a team that went 4-8 and eight last year, and people are riding the hype train. No, yeah, here's the deal. I don't think they're going to be blowing anybody out of the water, but I think he's going to put up some gaudy, stupid numbers. I think he will. I agree with yeah. you there. But, like, the – the, yeah, I'm I'm not sure about that. But I'm, I'll am i roll with your Big Ten. I'm I'm not a Nebraska believer yet. And I just also, don't know what else. If and it's you, know not what? Fields, you know what? You know what? If it's not just I'm not fields. putting down my pom-poms for this one. Screw Nebraska. I hope they lose every game they play in. Okay, here's the deal. If it's not Justin Fields, and I, I don't know, I just – I'm not a big Ohio State believer right now. If it's not Justin Fields, who's it going to be? That's Shea so, Patterson? But so Michigan's tough. offense is not built for a quarterback to put up that. Well, that so kind of so my my next my my hot take here is actually going to play well with your Nebraska take right there okay. because of what you just said. If it's not Justin Fields, who is it? Maybe it is Adrian Martinez. Yeah. So that being said, I'm saying Ohio State or Michigan not winning Big Ten East. I'm taking. I'm that. taking Penn State there. Oh, see, I don't know about that. They lose. Who's even playing quarterback? They're going to start. They're starting a true freshman, aren't they? Um, because yeah, what's remember. his? They're they're whoever Trey, the backup uh, quarterback Trey, uh, transferred to Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, to go play with uh, Joe Moorhead. Okay. Whoever, because yeah, they lose. What was that kid's name that that just beat yeah, Iowa like on a last four second? years four year starter? Yeah. What was his name? If Number he, nine. James Franklin uh, said he was the best college football player ever. Yeah, and now I can't. You know, it's sitting there. He's got the stupid little headband. Yeah, he's really athletic. I can't. It's it's skipping my mind right now. I just I don't. I don't, I don't think. I think Penn State's down this year. And I'm James Franklin's a douche. I'm. I'm well. But I'm. No, he is. But I think I've got more faith in his team going forward than I do this transfer thing that's happening with Ohio State. Justin Fields. I don't know anything about Justin Fields. He's really athletic. Yeah. Great. Um, let's see how that translates. Um, I truthfully think that Michigan is in a rut and will not get out of it, and I'll touch on that later. I don't think it's going to be Penn State, though. I, I think I couldn't down. pick any. You, I, you couldn't replaced, pick, I couldn't pick. I couldn't pick anyone else their, out of the Big Ten East, all though. Time. 
He is their all-time leading passer. I think like all-time leading in touchdowns, things like that, um, and whatnot. Um, I just, for me, I I don't know. I that's tough. All right, I'm gonna bounce out. Let me try to look at my, what my next one is here. I know these are these are smoldering. Probably you know bad. We're kind of. I want to hear. I want to hear some some feedback on Twitter about how bad that take was from Cole because Penn State is going to be a four or five <laughs> loss team. Um, here is come my, at me. Okay, next Big Ten take. There will once again was a third year in a row. There will be no Big Ten team in the playoff. You stole mine. Well, at least we're in agreement with something. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I just I don't think there's an elite team in the league. I, I think I agree. actually I think it's top to bottom. It's very the league is going to be more balanced Agreed. than it has. Agreed. Because actually, I think the West, and we'll get to it later, is actually you know for being a laughing stock the last four or five years. Actually, I think it's going to be more competitive than maybe even the East will be this year. I can't disagree with that one either. Um, and I'm I'm just going to roll right in with no Big Ten team. Um, I do not believe this is just me. Um. Every year we hear we hear calls for playoff expansion. Is it six teams? Is it eight teams? Is it twelve teams? Is yep. it sixteen teams? Yep. Um, you know because we've had one you know one loss or two one loss teams left out. Um, hot take. I don't know who it's going to be, but this is the year that we only see one, two, or three one loss or undefeated Power Five teams. So we are either going to see a two-loss team make the playoff, two two-loss teams make the playoff, or we are going to see, you know, having to pull freaking Boise State. Houston, not won't be Houston because Dana Holgerson. Um, <laughs> but we are going to have to see, you know, we're this will be the year because I just think there's more parity in college football. I think the best – two of the three best teams are in the SEC and they're going to play each other and they're going to beat up on each other. Clemson is what it is. Um, there's no competition for We are going to see a two-loss team in the playoff. Um, but you know, Clemson almost slept walk against Syracuse last year and blew that one. Uh, no, that I I remember watching that game. Um, Trevor Lawrence goes out in the first quarter. Kelly Bryant was that the game? Kelly Bryant had transferred. Kelly, by that was the game. Missouri, Missouri future quarterback. They, Kelly Bryant, no, they he had just announced that he was transferring. That we didn't know anything about the Missouri deal, and it was Trevor Lawrence's first start, or maybe right. his second one, because the Kelly Bryant deal went down, and they had Chase. Oh uh, no, what was it? Bryce. Oh, what was his name? Bryce something. I can't remember, but he came in and like actually didn't play too bad. But like the the defense was not in the game, so the defense almost slept walk. But the offense kind of didn't really miss a beat much, right? I mean, for losing a Heisman potential type guy in Lawrence, I mean, we didn't know that then, but we know that now. But He's, he he looks like Jesus without a beard, I, dude. His hair is majestic. I know. He's got kind of horse face, so he's very long face. He looks like John Elway a little bit, and kind of whips it like around the field like John Elway, yeah. like dudes. Dude's a freak. Yeah, if John gets if Elway gets a chance at the draft with Lawrence, he'll pull he'll pull a Ditka with the Saints and trade every pick he's got for Ricky Williams. <laughs> How funny is that looking back now? Is that people actually wanted running backs and now it's just like, oh, oh hey, like David Montgomery was a pick in the third round and he's probably gonna be starting for the Bears. Yeah. Rookie of the year, baby. Okay. Um, so that being said, now that we've kind of got our hot takes off our chest, like I said, you stole my last one with that Big Ten gets left out. I'm I'm all on that. So how many years has it been? It's go I back, think it's four. It will be three years in a row the Big Ten has not had a team in there, and it will be four years since the Big Ten has scored a point. Because if you remember the last Big Ten team they got to make shut it out. was Michigan State who got beat thirty eight to nothing by Alabama. Oh man. <laughs> not that I don't believe in Ryan Day. I do. Um, I'm not sold. It's just he's a rookie head coach, and actually, if you look at his pedigree and where he's come from, he's he's been under some good coaches, but this is his first real big head coaching gig. 
So. Okay, so let's move into that. I mean, maybe these can kind of be part of the hot takes, but we got a sleeper team picks yeah, that I we've think got we've, here. We've got some different things. I, I, I and call I, pick a sleeper team. And I just did for Big 12 and Big 10. I did one of each. I can share one or the other or both. Or I've got one of each. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I'll, I'll start. I'll, I'll lead it off. And since we're on the Big Ten talk, I'll stick I'll stick with it. My sleeper team from the Big Ten is Wisconsin. They're not getting talked about. I think Paul Christ does not get enough credit. I think he's got a brand built, and he's rolling with it. And the talk from the or excuse me from the Big Ten West so far this year has been all about Iowa and Nebraska. And here's Wisconsin just being even keel. And I'm not a Bucky Badger. Where Wisconsin is every year. They always are right there, and they always figure out a way to end up in the top ten somehow, like just by whatever. And maybe it's getting lucky in some games and the ball bouncing their way, but. That's my sleeper pick, baby. I, I can see that with the Wisconsin. I've kind of thought the same thing. There's a lot of hype on Nebraska and Iowa returns, all this stuff on, you know, offensive and defensive lines and all this other stuff. Um, and Wisconsin's always there. I mean, I feel like it's just been kind of the continuity. If we go back, you know, to even Barry Alvarez to Bielema to, I mean, everybody, it feels like it's just been, con- you know, you know, even Gary Anderson, like it's been just the same coach over and it's yeah. the same program. It's built. Yeah. It's, it's a lot like Iowa, you know, where it's just kind of the same thing. And just last year, what they were seven and five, and that was a, a down year for them. So I do expect bounce back. I don't, I don't know with all the other talent that's accumulating. And actually I think the big 10 West is going to be good. And they're going to beat up on each other. Um, I don't know if they'll win my, my sleeper team of the big 10 West um, is one that kind of makes me want to puke when I say it is I'm not a big fan of their head coach. Um, and a lot of stuff they do. Say it. Um, Minnesota is going to yes. win the Big Ten West. They go. <laughs> what they win? They win. I think they won. They went eight and five last year um, with a freshman QB that started the year as a walk on. I'm pretty sure. Um, and they go eight wins. And if you look at just where they were in terms of the age of that team and the players got reps, like they're finally getting PJ Flex guys in there. Um, say what you want about him. He's a motor mouth. You know what I mean? He's a flash in the pan. I don't think PJ's a real deal, but he can recruit the hell, and there's a lot of talent up there. Um, And that is, like, pound for pound, the youngest team in college football. And they win eight games. Um, Here's the deal. They may only win eight games, but I think they can win the Big Ten West this year. And they've got, like, a strength and conditioning coach that pretty much – Every game, especially when it December, late November and December rolls around, he's eating ice cream on the effing sidelines. Right. <laughs> I just, I really think, I, I, for me, there's a lot. I think that's our sleeper team out of the West. I'm, I, I could, I could see where you're coming from. I really, honestly, and I'm, I think, I think I was going to win the, the Big Twin, 10 West, truthfully. I mean, I like I said, that sleeper team in Wisconsin, I don't think anybody's talking about them. And you know who, you know who it is that's got me sold on it is AJ Epinesa. A defensive end. Here's the deal. Dude, he's so good. He is, he is so good. So and good. He, that was in part-time reps last year. He had 13 and a half sacks, not even starting. Part-time. Part-time. Um, a defensive end can be dominant and really will change the things the offense can do. But a defensive end could take over the game on one side of the ball, but he rarely is going to have – you know, he might count – if we're going to talk like baseball over here and, you know – Wins above replacement. It, it, what, what's A.J. Epinesa's war? I, I don't know. He, he maybe accumulates for like – you know, a great defensive player maybe get you a half a more win a year. I don't think there's enough offensively. I know Stanley, this is third that's four year. year that no, four-year senior, man. I mean, that's – Stanley, Stanley, this is – you know, he's been there for freaking – you know what I mean? But Kirk Ferentz quarterbacks, as much as we like to say it, they regress. And I don't know if you know some of the big stuff. Um, big Ten TV was watching Iowa practice, and there was they were really down on Nate Stanley and the Iowa offense. The Iowa offense couldn't find a running game last year. 
No. And I don't, not they will, they won't I don't have success it. again this year. I now, here's either. the deal. They've got two really big good tackles in Werfs um, and Alaric Jackson. Um, and those guys, I think they'll be able to hit the edge. I think they'll be able to do a lot of stuff. And those guys are probably both first-round picks. Um, now, inside, I think they've got a couple, you know, will be freshmen, sophomores running that center and guard spots. Mm-hmm. I don't I, – I, I really don't like putting the ball in Nate Stanley's hands to try and go win a conference title. That's me. I'm but. I'm with you, but that's my sleeper pick. Well, you already know my ba- my Big Twelve sp- sleeper pick is Baylor, right? I just I'm Charlie Brewer's a stud. I just I think that if He's they if bag. they oh, if they get some if they get the right breaks and the right bounces, I think that there's no reason why they couldn't be. And I like I like we hit it on the head earlier with with Rule. He he gets those guys to play with some grit, and they're they're tough out there. They're hard nosed kids, and they play like it, you know. And I'm. I'm thinking that that'll be my Big 12 sleeper, and obviously we're drinking the Kool Aid. I think Iowa State's got a great chance um, to to move up the pole. But again, they're they're State's, another team no that on Iowa no, State. that's the thing. That's why they can't be a sleeper pick anymore no. because no one's no one's looking at Iowa State on the schedule saying cupcake win. No, it's the other way around. It, Texas is gonna Texas did it to us last year, late in November, when we went down there and they beat the shit out of us. Right. They made us look horrible. Just physically, I mean, they just that was dumb. That's where we dominated. run into Iowa State runs. I shouldn't say we, um, but Iowa State <laughs> runs into problems because they want to be the Big 12's physical team, Midwestern power team, and Texas does the same kind of physicality. And that's yes. why that's why Iowa State always trouble struggles to match up against Iowa and Texas. And they haven't beat Texas, and honestly, that's why they haven't beat K State till this year because those are the teams that kind of play similar style. Uh-huh. Okay, my my Big 12 sleeper team. I mentioned their name. Um, there's some stuff. They lost their head coach this year. But I do think it's going to make – there's a lot of skilled players. There's a team that actually, had they not under hit some of the injury bug this year, their coach is probably still there and not coaching an NFL team is Texas Tech. Um, Alan Bowman, for six games starting last year, was lights out, phenomenal, one of the best QBs in the league. Um, gets hurt. We saw Jet Duffy. We saw a couple other guys. They had, their defense improved. Um, and I really think with Matt Wells there, who's a good defensive coach, he's a really focused coach. You're going to see him try to come in and do a lot of the same stuff Matt Campbell does in terms of either an established run and play solid defense and gap support and things like that. Um, that's one where I think if they can adjust to you know, a new offense and new defense and things, I think they could be a seven or eight win team. I think they're going to be in a bowl game for sure. It's going to take a while to get stuff. But honestly, that team was not that far away before Bowman got hurt last year. No, I agree. No, I like that pick. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I dig I, that. I, I think that's one. Another thing we had going move from there is um, I, I want a Cole to pick. You know, it could be a coach that's on the hot seat. It could be a coach that's trying to get out of town. Um, which major Power Five coach is gone that's here at the beginning of the year? John Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, excuse me. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Harbaugh's out, man. I, uh, I, I don't. There's He's not beating Ohio State again this year. He's not. Went in the Big Ten East. He's he's on his last leg here, man, and I don't know. They're probably going to give him way more rope than they need to because he's hometown boy with being former quarterback. But I look at the way that they've played and the way that they've played in big games, and I saw a stat run across ESPN and someone out there on Twitter. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I am 99% sure I read this right. Harbaugh, 1-9 against top 10 teams in his tenure at Michigan. Okay. 1-9. Well. and nine. 
Yikes, fellas. I mean, Yikes. big game Bob right there. Okay, I hate to say it, but that was mine as well. Really? Uh, Harbaugh, we've, we've seen this. You know what I mean? Every stop he's been, whether it was Stanford, whether it was the 49ers, he wears people out. Yes. Um, and they, uh, I, I agree, they're not winning the Big Ten East. Um, they'll lose to Ohio State. They'll probably drop one to freaking Army in the beginning of the year because that will just be something, which that'll be an interesting game to go watch. Um, I, I think that's one. Uh, a couple others I had out there, and this is one where he's been at, you know, kind of weird with his AD the last few years, and it's been a weird relationship, and maybe he finally gets the right opportunity. And I think this guy loves where he is, and his fan base loves him as Mike Gundy, though. Mike Gundy's looked for a way out of town the last three or four years. He's interviewed for other jobs. Um, he just hasn't got that. If, if OSU – um, what do you think stop, OSU Tennessee not, offered him? Well, Tennessee did, but mm-hmm. if, if OSU doesn't have the year that they thought and they're not getting the recruits and, you know, uh, T. Boone Pickens is putting more pressure there, I, I could see Gundy hanging him up and be like, all right, guys, do it on your own. Um, another one I think is this guy's going to get an NFL offer at some point. Um, it's not Big 12 or Big 10, um, but just the system he runs and what he does, I think, um, is Brian Kelly. Hmm, interesting. I, I think that guy. I don't. Just I don't. See, I don't see that. I don't see that one as much. I think that. Although he's at Notre Dame. Yeah, I so. think it's been very tumultuous for him at Notre Dame. Um, there's been ups and downs for him. Like he had some really average years, and he's had some really good years. Um, but look but at that's his. his career as well. That's been his dream job since the day he ever started coaching, and he made it no secret. And I don't think that he's done enough to disappoint anybody out there. But he hasn't blown him away either. It's just what what else is out there for Notre Dame? What else is out there for them? Well, I can see – here's my deal with Brian Kelly. I think that guy, if you look at his – he's literally coached every single – he's coached high, high school football. He's coached I mean, Duke. he started at the bottom. He's coached – he was Grand Valley State, a Division two school. He was there for a long time. I think he goes from Cincinnati to Notre Dame. He's coached every single level of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, the, what's the next thing? And I think the system he runs – look at the offensive linemen they put in the NFL the last couple of years. Oh, that's yeah. one where I can see you know he, him put there. But that, that's mine. So, that's Cole, fine. Cole, who's your Heisman pick? I don't necessarily have one, but um, it's going to kind of contradict a little bit what we talked about earlier with the SEC and Tua Talk. I think that it's a two-horse race right now, and I think everybody in the country knows it. I mean, it's Tua versus Trevor. Yeah. And that's. I mean, I, I have no other knowledge of anybody else that's really probably got a decent chance. Maybe Sam Ellinger I've seen pop up in spots, but I don't think he's got the arm talent necessarily to, to work it. Um, I've heard, I've seen Jalen Hurts pop up in a couple spots, which I think that's a scalding hot take too. But I I think ultimately it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there's there's no question about it. I don't see that. I mean, like we said earlier, like with Tua, there's nowhere for him to go but down. Right. And for me, Trevor just so talented, knows the game. I mean, we watched him play as a freaking freshman, and he looked like a like a junior. He would have been the first. He would have been the first pick in the draft as a freshman. Uh huh. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, that's good because so. my pick was Trevor Lawrence as well. Yeah, so that, um, that one's if, pretty If you easy. had, if you had odds, like, and you could take Trevor Lawrence to a Tonga or the field, I mean, you probably still take one of those two. Absolutely, Tre- I mean, I'm still taking Trevor. I, I don't, I don't know where else you go through. No, I don't. I, I agree. I mean, but it, it'll be someone that we never saw coming. Like, it might be a running back at a at a school that we didn't really know existed much. You know what I mean? God, when was the last time a running back even Mark Ingram? Alabama Derek, had another Derek one, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. But um, it's just, you know, running backs we see, it, it's hard for them to even get that vote anymore. Yeah, I agree. It's not. Christian McCaffrey didn't even, you know, do it for Pete's sake. Mm-mm. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll keep it rolling here. Uh, we'll move in to, um, let's just go with our overrated team. Let's start there. Who's overrated? I think you already know mine because I touched on it earlier. I'm 
I'm out on Nebraska. I think they're. I'm, I do not see a turnaround from a four and eight team to be all this like nine and three BS talk that everyone's giving them. I could see them going five hundred. I'll give them six and six. That's where I'm at with. That's where I'm at with Nebraska. I think that. I mean, the media has jumped on this hype train, and they're ranked number nineteen in the polls. And like this thing is out of hand. And Scott Frost has done a great job of marketing his team and his program, and they've garnered some attention. And you know, they had some flashes last year, but I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't think Nebraska – I think Nebraska will be better. You look at their schedule, though. They avoid all the Big Ten East big boys. Um, Their non-conference schedule is absolute garbage. Um, They're going to win games, unfortunately, because Mm -hmm. they've got that Iowa-Hawkeye, like, 2015 schedule where they play everybody good at home, you know, everything else. Everybody good. We'll use with air quotes. Okay, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Um, there's a shot. There's a shot. Here's mine. As a lot of people think this team's a playoff contender, I don't. I've touched on already. Michigan is going to be a nine nine and three team. Um, another one out oh, there. That's generous. Um, another one out there that you know has a bunch of playoff talk and everybody's about them. I think Texas is going to be a nine and three team. Okay. Um, that's just me. I don't think Ellinger's great. They've got the offense figured out a little bit. Injuries there could take a toll. People forget they have to replace eight starters on that defense. That was probably, if it wasn't Iowa State, that was the best defense in the Big 12 and surely the most physical last Oh, year. absolutely. Now, they've got talent growing out of their ears, um, but Todd Orlando is a great coach, but eight starters no matter what. They've got LSU the second week of the season, I think. Um, they're going to have to figure it out right out the gate. I think that's, that's one for me. Texas, um, no, sir, on making the playoff. I can dig that. I can dig that. All right, so – that being said, why don't you – and I, I've got all five – got all power fives picked here, but why don't you give me your conference champs? And I, I went so far as to even put the matchup that would be occurring in said conference championship. So if you went that far, great. If not, you can just tell me who your teams are, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, I can give my teams SEC um, is Alabama, ACC, Clemson. Um, I still believe Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. Um, Oklahoma, until proven otherwise, is still going to win the Big 12. Fair enough. I, I, the Pac-12 was such a dumpster fire. I've got to go with, you know, with Chris Peterson and Washington just because there's nothing else I believe in. I think Washington State's going to be good. Might beat them in season, but they're going to take a step back without Gardner Minshew. Um, this is what I'm talking about right here. This is why I love this stuff because you and I only agreed on one team to that entire list. Am I missing anybody yet? Nope. I think I've got them all. No, you, yeah. you, you did all five of them there. Yeah. Um, the, the only the only constant we have in any of this that's so easy that anybody who's blind can pick it. I mean, Clemson's winning the ACC. Right. I mean, I'll I'll bet you might. Well, it's not gonna be Miami. Yeah. I'm sure as hell ain't gonna be Florida State. Well, I Is do. Billy I Taggart do. Taggart at Florida State now. Yeah, I do have Miami playing in the championship game with them. Well, it could happen, but that's what I've got. Um, that being said, I've got Texas winning the Big Twelve against our beloved Cyclones. I've I've got them going. I think they can do it. Uh, I've got Oregon beating Utah. Utah sleeper pick. That's a good sleeper. Georgia, sleeper pick right there. Georgia and LSU and Georgia winning the SEC. Alabama, and okay. Penn State beating Wisconsin in the Big Twelve champion. Excuse me, Big Ten championship game. So I've got Penn State, Georgia, Oregon, Texas, and Clemson. So who's your who's your playoff teams? Okay, here we go. And this is this is what's moving down the line. It's all conference champs, obviously. So my my four playoff teams like we said earlier big 10 gets left out number one seeded clemson plays oregon in the first round oregon is the four seed and then i've got georgia and texas in a rematch 
of the sugar oh, bowl. Oh, that's fun. I that, that makes me want to jump back on your on your take because that would be a hell of a lot. Would of that fun. not be fun? That because be remember, fun. as Georgia fans, they said that Georgia didn't care about being there in the first place, so that's why they lost. Like, shut up. Did you hear any of that noise? Oh, it was all over Twitter. Horrible. That Horrible. That was great. All right. My lay, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Alabama, Clemson, until I'm proven otherwise and until they're not in there, I can't do anything else. Fair enough. Um, Oklahoma, I, I do think, could sneak through with one loss, maybe two losses. You know I mean? This is the point. Like I said, we're not going to have three one-loss teams or two or, you know, four one-loss teams. But I still think it's going to be Oklahoma. They're going to be able to do the most. I think Alex Grinch makes that defense better. Um, just more complete this year. Um, that being said, you know what I mean? Don't wrong. They had two outstanding years last year. I mm-hmm. think they're actually going to be a better team this year than they were either of those two. Um, and then my fourth playoff team is unnamed group of five team or two loss. Okay. Team. Yeah. I like it. I, I don't know where it's going to be or what's going to come. And I, I think Clemson's going to win national championship. I mean, I agree. It's proven otherwise. I, I Clemson's, Clemson's winning it. They're, okay. they're a juggernaut. It's, it's, they feel like, like 2010 to 2013 Alabama. Yes. You're not touching them. You're just not. Or like early 2000s USC mm-hmm. prior to hitting Texas. Yes. That's what it sound, feels like. I agree. I yeah. agree. Well, that being said, there's our there's our little hot takes, guys, for the for the year. Um, hopefully we'll get some of that sound isolated and absolutely destroy each other in terms of... It'll probably be of, me. It, it, it's going to be so much fun just listening to all this dumb stuff that we just spewed. I say, I, break, I give you shit like this, I'll text you or, you know what I mean, call you with... Listen, bad takes here all the time. it is, and it's never, it's never. Every time, like you idiot, is what you said. Like, no, no, I didn't. Well, now it's on the record. Feel free to call us out. Yep. At some point, we we need it. We yep. need it. Keep us honest. Okay, so moving into more week one, we are past week zero, and again, the dumpster fire of the Florida Miami game. Uh, I watched nearly every minute of it, um, which I can't tell if I should laugh or cry when I say that out loud, but I did uh, while I was going in between the grill grilling up some burgers but let's get into some week one lines and i went through a full vegas sports book and i kind of looked at some stuff and i found a couple that really intrigued me and and again i'm kind of eating up this oregon hype not hype for some reason but they're at auburn week one and they are dogs by seven and a half points i'm eating that one up all day i think auburn man gus malzahn is still there but they basically replaced his whole coaching staff. There's another one that's not going to be there. He at the loses. End of the year. Gus oh yeah, get fired. that's for sure. And he loses. Who was the ex Baylor QB they had? Um, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. Man, that's one. Ooh. Now they're seven point dogs. I think we should have a running total. We got to keep track. You know what I mean? Of you and me throughout the year, and who's who's going to do the locks? Better. Who's who's yeah. who's the record? Who's holding the record? Right. So okay, I'll I'll start there. And I, do you want me to give you my la- my next two here? Or you want to you want to throw one at me? What do you want to do? You, you give me yours right, because okay. I haven't looked any up. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my next one, um, Miami of Ohio in Iowa City. Whatever it is, I'm not going to say it. Pick them to cover. The You pick the Hawks to cover? I'm picking the Red Hawks to cover. Agreed. Uh, they're dogs by 21 and a half. Oh, yeah. They're going to cover. And, Kirk and Ferentz teams Kirk don't Fer- blow people nope, out. Nope. 17 points. When they blow people out, like people are jacked about a 20-point win. That score, right. that score will be 35 to 21 Oh, it won't. It won't be that high scoring. It will be thirty-three to seventeen. It will be something stupid like yeah, that. If they score thirty-one to seventeen, because that's what they do. They want to be vanilla. I would. They want to yes. throw out there. You know what I mean? They're going to get a bunch of guys reps. They're going to do some of this stuff. That's just 
Campbell's the same way though. It's, oh, absolutely. Like they just don't they don't blow teams out. They're they play not it close. But here's the deal. I, th- I think if Campbell gets a chance to step on Baylor's throat and blow them out this year, I think he'll do. It. I think that but, deep down, I think he truly dislikes Matt Rule. Yeah. Like just. Well, he also hates Herman. Oh, but. who doesn't get in line? Okay, uh, my last one here. Um, Northwestern at Stanford. Stanford is favored by six. Oh, I could take. I take. I take the cats to cover. I'm taking. I don't. I'm not sure. If they lose, it's not going to be by much. Now, obviously, playing in Stanford, you know, at Stanford is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, but freaking Northwestern plays at like a goddamn high school stadium. I don't think being on the road bothers they, them too much. In in what that's was like it? all academic. Like they were in the a whole. That's like the smart kids bowl right there. Yeah, that was oh absolutely. That's a bunch of lawyers and scientists right there. Um, no, they they played in the Big Tw- Big Ten championship game this last year, and they lose their starting quarterback. They lose a yeah. lot. Actually, Northwestern's a team I have down in my Big Ten. Well, I'm not. I'm. This is just me in week one looking at the line, and I don't know jack about Stanford. I don't know them from. You know, know them from Adam, but you know David Shaw's obviously a great, great coach. He's probably got an incredible roster put together. But I've, I've seen Pat Fitzgerald pull rabbits out of the hat before, and you know maybe they still lose, but I don't think they lose by six. Right. I think they, I think they keep that one close. I think that's a tight game. Right. So that's where I'm at. Okay, I've got one for you. Iowa State game, eleven o'clock, kick. You and I. Well, Cole Sheets over under eleven and a half beers by ten thirty. Over. <laughs> Hammer the over on that one, ladies <laughs> and gents. I mean, we, if you're not putting your firstborn down on the over uh, on that one, like you're you're missing out on that one. We I think we need to find something. We either need to make it'll be hard to do with lines, but we should probably make like just like weekly pi- or like picks on this. You know what I mean? I'll pick five. You know what I mean? We sure. pick like Big Ten and Big Twelve games. I'll pick them. And you pick them, and we can just see who's better at the end of this because we, we need to put something on this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So those are, those are, my, uh, those are my three lines. I like it. There was, and honestly, there weren't really very many intriguing ones. I think I saw. Week one, um, no. There was a. Now, two, we get LSU, Texas. That's going to be fun. South Alabama was underdogs to Nebraska by 34 points. Oh, take them to cover. Yeah. And I don't know anything. I mean, but see, that's the thing. Like you were saying, with all these this offensive stuff that Scott Frost is going to do. I mean, do we not? Do we see Adrian Martinez and crew put up forty five and and have? Yeah, but them they're pitch not going to want. I don't think Scott Frost. I think he's a. He is going to want to make a statement to go out there and say, "Hey, we are for real." You know, what I mean, "Hey, this is out there. Are we going to impress everybody?" Um, but at the same time, they're not. Same thing as Iowa State. You know, damn well. Iowa State's not going to score over 40 points on Saturday because Campbell's not going to want to put the whole freaking playbook out there for everybody to see. You know, this week one, they keep stuff pretty vanilla. They go out there, um, and we've all seen this. You know I mean? The black shirt defense has been a long time since those guys showed up. Um, like, I, I really think Nebraska is going to get be built in the style of, like, an old-school, like, Pat Mahomes, Texas Tech team where we can th- we're going to put up 500 yards offense every week, but we may give up 34 points. It's yeah. going to be fun for me to see because I think this is my grand scheme theory of things. For so long, Big Ten West especially has been three yards in a cloud of dust between Northwestern, Iowa, um, Nebraska with Callahan – or with now with Callahan, with Pelini, um, Ferentz, all these guys. It's been three yards in a cloud of dust, under-centered, double-tight, triple-tight. Um, when we see a team come in with Nebraska that's going to run this five-wide spread, spread the ball out, and play with that kind of pace, the whole league has to adjust. 
because they have to change how they play defense. They're going to change how many possessions are in the game, and they're going to have to open up their offenses to create more points, and we're going to see a little bit more spread concepts throughout the league. Mm -hmm. Now, we're seeing the opposite in the Big 12. Campbell came in, played great defense. They go to the 3-3, you know, dime cloud stack, you know, and all of a sudden we're going to see more teams, I think, stretch. Texas is a power-running team. K-State's always kind of been like that, but they say with Wells at Tech, with some of these other guys, I I think we're going to see – the Big 12 is known for being bonkers and scoring lots of points, but I think we're going to see some revert back to that. There's still going to be spread, air raid concepts, everything else, but I, I really think we're going to see those two leagues kind of change a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I think uh, with that being said, I think I'm out of topics. I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted our list here. So. I, I I didn't put a whole lot of time into this. I'm sorry, folks. Well, I mean, but. you you could say that, but I think as of right now, we've got nearly an hour worth of recording. So. I think that that's a, a great conversation to start the uh, to start the podcast uh, uh, episode number one and and get it out there for uh, yeah. And if you've got, I, I want to hear your five hot takes on Twitter on Facebook. If you've got, do we have a Facebook page? No, no, just Twitter right now. Just Twitter. That's um, probably good. Yeah, I, I don't I don't need to be on Facebook. No. Um, if you've got five takes on Twitter, like give them to him. I want to hear them. And then also, like I, I wouldn't mind hearing people sleeper team, coach that's gone, Heisman watch. Who are your con- who are your conference champions? Your playoff teams? Be fun to look back at this. You know, come January tenth, fifteenth, whatever it is, and see yeah. where we're. This at. is going to be a very interactive, very interactive type show. I mean, we want you guys to to tell us what you think. Call us stupid. Tell us we're geniuses. Do everything in between. Let us know what you think. So, again, please like, follow, retweet, comment. Uh, DM us topics you think we missed out on, anything like that, anything that you can think of. And, and with that being said, uh, I think we'll sign off, and we'll uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Go clones, baby. Love it. Thank you, Cole. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight.